This is the Kingpin Angel, ECW legend, and you're on WPOV Global. Check it out. The rest of POV, Global Black and Yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite to elite to the hot topic. AEW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Ding dong. Hello. The king is back. Back to back weeks. Rick's Reynolds the third is here and he has control of the helm. He has the whole world in his hands. It's Wrestling POV Global, ladies and gentlemen. The third wheel, Rick's Round the third is here. And I'm here with my co-host, the gentleman, Elio Canelo. Welcome to the show, Elio. It is great to be here. All right. And of course, we got the lone wolf. But ladies, he doesn't have to be lonely no more. Andy Anderson. I, I would say a pleasure as always. But I'm, I'm also trying to write down and keep track of all the gimmick infringement that you've done in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lordy, lordy. Well, guys, we are here. We're queer. Get no, wait, no, wait, no, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, but definitely not, ladies. <laughs> definitely not. All well, right. Not for me, because you already talked about like the lone wolf and hey, ladies. So that already excludes me. So that's, you know, between you two. All right. All right. All right. All right. We messed it up. I messed it up. All right, guys. TJ Logan's not here because he's celebrating his 71st birthday. Uh, so he got the 71st. Off. Wow. He doesn't look, he doesn't look a day over 81. Well, yeah. I, have a, I have a question. Yes, go ahead. How come TJ gets the night off? If he gets the night off, we all get the night off. It'll be anarchy. I, Is that how it works? That's what, <laughs> what, so it's what? looking like. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you. Look, look, listen, kid. I've been in this business for a little while, okay? For a okay. cup of coffee or two. It doesn't matter about birthdays. It doesn't matter about anniversaries. It doesn't matter about special occasions. You know, business comes first. You do what's best for business. Now, some people, maybe they're a little selfish. So maybe they're going to go and celebrate their birthday. Other people, okay. when they have their birthday, you know, for those of us, you know, that, that really have the heart and the passion for, for this business and for this show, uh, we show up no matter what. I've worked on mine. There you go. And if I had one, I'm sure I would show up on my birthday, too. <laughs> hmm. I could have sworn you missed the quarantine. Ah, oh, no, forget, forget, forget. Let's get started with the show, guys. All right, guys, before we get into our Elite Delete and our uh, hot topic, I want us to go into a little bit of news. Uh, Big Swole, as you guys know, has been missing for a while. Uh, turns yep. out uh, she's been dealing with Crohn's disease um and Crohn's disease for those of you that don't know is an inflammatory bowel uh disease that affects the lining of the digestive tract and it can be cause life-threatening complications so hopefully I think I think she has everything under control I just think it's just a difficult situation for her to be in um we of course wish her the best uh, of speedy of recovery just being able to deal with that and wrestling is kind of be difficult yeah just be able to kind of manage things or and have them in a way that she can kind of still live a normal life and and hopefully do what she loves to do yeah absolutely and of course she has her husband uh cedric alexander in uh wwe mm -hmm. uh and uh would you like to see them together in the ring uh, like at, at some point in their careers where it's the the, the couple together 
meh. <laughs> listen, listen, we feel bad for her. Yeah. She just can't wrestle. <laughs> no, you know what? And, and here, look, I'll break this down real simple. And this, and again, like all like the Crohn's yeah, disease, course. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking anything. Uh, and we've talked about this before on the show. She still has a long way to go. Yeah. And, and right now, like, to, you know, if we were to say, oh, like in, in two weeks or in a month, she's going to show up on WWE and, you know, be part of the hurt business. It's just, it's, it's not conceivable. It's not believable. Uh, it, no, just not anytime soon. Maybe, you know, okay. somewhere down the road, maybe, yeah. but not in the near future. No. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair enough. Um, also in the news, uh, Kenny Omega will fight the winner of Rich Swan and Moose at an impact pay-per-view. Now, Elio, you're the impact guy. Does this make any kind of sense? Uh, well, it's going to be title for title. So uh, I'm understanding if uh, Kenny wins, because I don't see him losing, he's going to be AEW and Impact. So he's going to go, keep going back and forth between the two companies. Yeah, because uh, I, I, read, I read it's title versus title, but not yeah. a unification match. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't like yeah. it. It's, just, it's weird. Just... Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of because I don't well, know how to be, feel about it. Because what if Rich Swan or Moose, whoever wins that match, what if they become the AEW champion? What they're gonna start going back and forth? Yeah, well, I'm sure that would be companies. the plan. But yeah, I think I, 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 can't, I, I can't. I can't. I can't see them in AEW. Rich Swan or Moose. I wonder if it'd just be like you know back in the day when they used to do like the NWA champion versus the AWA champion, and there would be like a schmoz or disqualification or like mm. some inconclusive finish that you know like it looks good on paper, it's enticing. I mean, especially back in the day when you know you would you know you would think oh this something could happen, but in 2021, it's either Kenny Omega wins both or it ends up as a schmoz. And yeah. this is why this should be called. Andy's elite wrestling because this guy knows what he's talking about. This is a 20 year veteran, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know that, all right, over 20 years in the business. All right. And speaking of business, Andy on uh, our show aftermath this Sunday, after the revolution pay-per-view, the fans got to hear what I had to say about this terrible pay-per-view got to hear what Elio had to say. Tony Diaz made an appearance. TJ was there. Um, we want to hear what you have to say. What were your thoughts on the Revolution pay-per-view from AEW? Oh, shoot. My thoughts. Uh, you kind of caught me off guard here now. Uh, the reason why I wasn't on the Aftermath show was because uh, I didn't watch the full show. I came in late. I came in right at the end of the women's match. Women's match. Luckily, lucky for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember here. So what, what I've seen. I saw the cinematic match. I saw the main event. Uh, what the else? Match? Oh, the ladder match. Okay, I think maybe those were the three matches I saw. Yeah, so we'll go with those three okay. matches. Ladder match. <laughs> uh, the ladder match. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, Ethan Page came out, and I mean, I don't really follow Impact that close. I didn't know who he was. Okay. I felt bad, you know, he's a Canadian boy, and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> like I got no love because I I don't know who you are. You usually uh, usually he teams with uh this other guy Josh Alexander is the North and uh. Right before he left, okay. uh, right before he left, he uh, came up with this alter alter personality persona called the Karate Man. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I I heard. I remember reading about the Karate Man, like, and I yeah. do recognize the name, the North. That's him. That's okay. The, yep. 
Gotcha. Um, you know, and it, it seemed like if I correct me if I'm wrong here, prior to the pay per view, there was seemed like a lot more hype around the mystery yeah. entrant going into the going into this, but it it didn't like. I mean, he didn't live up to the hype, but it seemed like there wasn't really any hype that night. No, like, there wasn't. No, it was no. kind of flat. Just oh, here's our sixth guy, and I mean, he came out, and I remember going like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> kind of like a sparkler in a firework factory, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Although a sparkler in a firework factory, that way you'd think there'd be enough uh, something there to kind of set things off that there'd be a massive explosion. Yeah. Um, the match itself was okay. I mean, uh, it didn't strike me as being like anything great. Uh, the uh, the brass ring or the golden life preserver. I think maybe they could have had like it could have been the sink or swim pay per view instead of the brass ring. And you know whoever got the golden life preserver got to uh, you know save his career or, or you know whatever. Um, I, I, it's tough. I want to try and be positive for some things here, but with AEW, it just it, no, it was tough. Andy, yeah, I wanted to be positive too. Believe yeah, me, I know yeah. I shit on him a lot, but this pay per view was bad. So yeah. you go and you give your All negative right. thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what? For for everybody was there, I didn't mind Scorpio Sky winning. Uh, okay. I mean, of course, now we're already talking after the show, so I mean, it, you know, it's even more hindsight. I was okay with just seeing, you know, someone someone different. I mean, and I know he's got a lot of talent, and uh, being around with SCU, you kind of kind of get stuck in there. So I thought it was good to kind of give him the shot out of the the guys that were there. Um, the cinematic match, you know what, these, I mean, pro wrestling these days are so, is so subjective as is, uh, the cinematic matches to me, take it to another level. Um, but I, I think, you know, the one, one of the main, one of the main things with wrestling matches in general, uh, it's lacking, especially in AEW, uh, in some degree to WWE, but I find they're still kind of sticking with it. The, the lack of emotion emotional investment the emotional involvement uh for for storylines for buying into characters uh for buying into moves and you know a cinematic match you, you have to throw that suspension of disbelief into a whole other gear because of what it is um this was okay uh i you know like to me like the the, the boneyard the boneyard match uh still kind of the the standard bearer for me as far as yep. the cinematic matches go and and let's face it you're know, like well it was the undertaker and it was aj St well yeah you got two of the best in the world you know you got the legendary undertaker but that's also you had so much emotional stuff involved in there too um the whole wrestling ring thing i, I kind of laughed i think we even said you know yep. i tried to join the chat there it's like well, of course well it's a it's a street fight so why wouldn't you put a wrestling ring in the middle of the thing because <laughs> the guys still need to bump we're sting gonna bump right like what's What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I wonder, and, and I, I know I threw this out there, and you guys didn't really respond. So to all of our special listeners out there, if any of you know the answer to this question, like for sure, you know, please send in when Elio says later where you can reach us, uh, you know, if, if I'm off here or not. But the car that Ricky Starks showed up in, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that was the same car that the inner circle offered to John Moxley to join the inner circle way back in the day. Yeah. That's real interesting. That you say that I can't remember 
what that moment was, but yeah, guys, make sure it you was guys like a slick $750,000 sports car or something like that. I remember that. Moment. that was- I remember that moment. That was so when I'm sure was like, oh, John Moxley's joining the inner circle. And then yeah. John Moxley's like, no. Yeah, but he, but he had the keys and he still took the car because that was the whole <laughs> yeah. thing was that, you know, so I'm wondering like, you know, maybe did Ricky Starks borrow Moxie's ride or I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's like an Uber thing or something. I don't, all elite Uber, maybe. I don't there know. you go. Maybe but, they uh, the same dealership. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, some good AEW money there. Um, it, it was okay. Some of the stuff, you know, uh, you know, Sting's hair never seemed to go out of place. <laughs> yep. I know the makeup uh, bothered you. Yes, the makeup kind of bothered me, and especially at the end when the match was over. The makeup that when they had the close-up of Sting, I, for the best of my knowledge, I didn't go back and look. I don't think it was the same makeup that he had, you know, like moments before. So yeah. I have I have visions uh, during this match where you know they'd be doing the cuts, or something would happen, and Sting Sting would be pulling the old uh, was it Daffy Duck from the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he gets his beak shut off. Makeup. Yeah. And that, that would be Sting would just, you know, okay, get his hair fixed up, touch up the paint, whatever. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm having fun with that. It, it, yeah, this one, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, the exploding barbed wire death match. It, you know, any of these kind of matches are hard to get a psychology in there. I, I appreciate it. And again, I said this early on too in our conversation. Uh, you know, you can tell like the guys are selling, not trying to go into the ropes, not trying to hit the exploding uh, barbed wire and stuff. I like that. You know, it, it forces the guys to work a little differently. You can't just simply throw the guy off the ropes. Um, having the one side not covered in barbed wire, that bugged me because, well, you know, okay, you're making a set for, you know, you're, you're okay, this is more set for geared for TV and pay-per-view, but it's not, it's like having a prison and like leaving like an open window. <laughs> like okay we're just, like, you just like here's an opportunity to leave we just don't want you to leave okay yeah yeah <laughs> you know so that kind of threw it off for me um and if i you know to get nitpicky on stuff some of the timing on the explosions were off yeah whatever i mean again suspension of disbelief for the most part it, it was okay uh you know where and i could pick apart some other stuff where i really had a problem and you guys know this. Um, and I get there's explosions going on. Guys are getting stuck in barbed wire. Uh, I, I sort of understand the stupid logic of wrapping your arm, own arm in barbed wire because you're sacrificing pain to try and inflict pain on your opponent. But yet when there's a baseball bat five feet away <laughs> right from <there>. you, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a, I, I don't know that I'd say I'm a tough guy, but I, I'd like to think I'd have a little more smarts and go for the baseball bat instead of covering uh, my own arm with barbed wire that maybe that's just yeah. me. I don't know. Uh, which of course brings a nice segue into the baseball bat that to me, a baseball bat an exploding barbed wire baseball bat to the face only gets a two. Let's just, let's just say this, a, a baseball bat to the face yes. is bad enough. Yes. A barbed wire baseball bat is bad enough, yes. but an exploding barbed wire bat to the face is the worst possible bat you can get hit in the face with, yes. and you get a two count. Yeah, no, that, you know what, and it, it's funny because for all the stuff that went on at that point, that's when they lost me. 
Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't suspend disbelief past this. Like you said, like a baseball bat to the face. No, no. <laughs> um, whatever, you know, and the three guy, the, the, whatever, the, yeah. Um, and I, and I, I know I said this too, once they, you know, as soon as it was, the match was over and they said, Oh, the, the, it's still going to go off. The ring's still going to go off. And, and I remember saying, I'm like, how does that make sense? Like, like really no like, fail safe. <laughs> yeah. No, no fail safe. What, what if the match ended in like 10 minutes? So, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like, you got everybody cleared out of the building. Meanwhile, <laughs> security is coming guys. No, Hey guys, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Don't start sweeping yet. Cause you know, this thing's going to go off because we can't shut it off. Like the, the, the logic to that just brutal, brutal. There, there's no, uh, no, no, no. Um, and then just when you think it couldn't get any worse, uh, Eddie Kingston, you know what? No, before I say that, Eddie Kingston coming out was awesome. That was so cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. He sold it so well. You know, it's like he's looking around frantic. You can actually kind of buy facial expressions, kids. Facial expressions are important in he's professional good at wrestling. Them. Yes, he's he good. is. He's got a very expressive face. Uh, to go in there, you know, if you think you're going to try and drag him out or whatever, nope, nope, you go for the cover. And, uh, yeah, we, we already, you know, everybody already knows what happens. You get sparkler fest, uh, you know, like my little girl's last birthday cake had, had more, uh, explosive, uh, firework action going on than, than, than that did. So, um, it, it, it happens. I mean, uh, you know, you can, you can, it, it's like, Hey, this, you know what we talk about, we talk about in wrestling matches being live and anything can happen. This is the yeah. same thing. You know, you yeah. could, you could, you could do the trials five times, 10 times. It works every time, you know, you go into a live performance, you know, it could happen with Cirque du Soleil. It can happen at a concert. Uh, for yeah. those of you that don't know kids concerts, uh, back <laughs> in the day COVID, people used to go on stage, play musical instruments and sing when there was actually like thousands of people around that would actually listen. Uh, it, it happens, it's you know, it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate. Um, and again, already for where we're at as we're recording this show, we know how they tried to kind of play it off, which I really don't agree with. Um, but and we'll get to that. But yeah, so uh, uh, listen, man, listen, man. I, I I know how you feel. It was it was tough. It was a rough one. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I normally don't do this. I don't ever promote other podcasts. But Jim Cornette, man, Jim Cornette. If you guys. If you guys can stand to listen to his voice for more than 20 minutes, I know it's tough, but listening to him talk about this barbed wire match, explosive death match, <laughs> is gold. Gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's hilarious. <laughs> he has a lot of good points. I mean, yep. just check it out. Just check it out. All right, guys. Let's kick it into Elite Delete. Elio, our Elite Delete this week is Red Velvet. I'm going to kick it to you first, Elio. Should we elite her or delete her? Red Velvet. So... I um, every week I've started watching dark. I watch it on my own time. Uh, so um, and I've seen her on there, and uh, I I like I like Red Velvet. I'm gonna go with Elite because I think she got some skills. All right, all right. I think she got some skills. And guys, remember, Elite means to give a push, and Delete is just like maybe bump down, give a job or status. Go ahead, Elliot. And, and, and even more after, even more so after that uh, tag team match uh, with uh, her and uh, and uh, Cody against Shaq yeah. and uh, Jade Cargill. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, I'm going to kick yep. it to you, Lone Wolf. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say elite as well. Uh, similar reasons uh, for Elio. Look, the women's division is something that we've talked about, uh, you know, for the past, whatever, eight months, nine months, year. They've, they've had a rough go with, with the pandemic, with travel restrictions. They lost a lot of uh, women, you know, people getting hurt. Uh, does she, she have a lot of work to do? Yeah. But there's a, most of the women on, on that division have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Did she put a good showing on? for the tag team match? Absolutely. Did she make Jade look great? Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, she, she needs work, but I, 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 I'd say that there's, there's something there with her and that's why I'll go elite. All right. Um, you know, for me, it's kind of difficult because, you know, from the beginning you saw her, she was kind of rusty. She didn't look too solid in the ring. I mean, I know her name is red, but she looked really green. Hi. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, oh, 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 I did it. Um, but I have to tell you this. Um, she was very impressive with Jade Cargill. I mean, she really made Jade look like a superstar. Like, she really worked. And if you're not in the business, you probably wouldn't notice those kind of things. But me being in the business for a little bit, you know, I've noticed the techniques and stuff that she was using to get her opponent over. And she did a really good job at that. But with that being said, I'm going to say delete because she is a great carpenter and a carpenter is also known as a jobber. And it's also known as somebody that's put, that puts other people over. So I think that's where she belongs. I don't think she has, she's not a superstar and I don't think she's a star in the making. I think she's just a good person that can get other people over. Harry Horowitz esque, you know what I'm saying? So um, I know it's kind of tough. You guys, you guys did have good points, but for me, delete. Uh, right. Red Velvet. Yeah. And uh, the people have voted, and the people <laughs> disagree with me. 92% say elite. Wow. 8% say delete. Wow. And I, and I got to be honest with you guys, that's not the first time people disagreed with me. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I would have thought an elite. I, it surprises me it's that high. Because yeah. I, I do see what you say. Uh, I can, you know, and I'm maybe I'm just trying to be more optimistic with, with her, but, uh, it, you, you know, you could be right and she probably wouldn't be out of place either. So yeah. it, it does surprise me that it's that high, but hey, like, like always, time will tell. Yep, exactly. And now here's the, like, this is the one hot topic that I am very hot about because me and Tony Dinsman of Christian Cage. And right now, our hot topic is Christian Cage a big name or who cares? So I want to go with you, Andy, first because I I can't I don't have the words right now. And I really <laughs> want to hear what you have to say. Because right now we revoked TJ Logan's Canadian card. He is no longer Canadian <laughs> oh, after no. the nonsense that he was spitting about Christian Cage. So I'm gonna give it <laughs> give you the chance, Andy Anderson. To hold on to that card, what are your thoughts about Christian yeah. Cage signing? Happy birthday, TJ. We're revoking your Canadian status. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let me – I'll start at the signing. The whole signing thing to me, and, and I said this from the get-go, yep. uh, it's all – nowadays, it's all about the hype. It's all about the speculation. And short of – 
being Brock Lesnar, John Cena, or CM Punk. And you know what? I can't even say that. It doesn't matter who the signing was going to be. It was going to be a letdown. Yeah. Because the negatives would, would, be, would get found there. If it was Brock Lesnar, it's like, oh, you know, why, is, why, why are we signing Brock? He's uh, only going to come for, you know, three matches a year and uh, not put anybody over. But we won't talk about Sting. Um, you know, if it's CM Punk, oh, it's like, oh, well, I'd be so great to see him. But, but really, like, he hasn't been around for, what, eight, nine, ten years? Like, he's... I'm sorry, like, there's the diehards that want to see it, but the relevancy I don't think is there. Um, John Cena would be something, but then it'd be like, oh, it's John Cena. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, people, people aren't going to people aren't gonna be happy no matter what. Uh, it's either they're going to be too old, too big, too overpaid. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or it's like, who's that? Not going to do anything. Uh, disappointment. People just aren't going to, they're just, they're going to be happy being miserable and, and bitching yeah. and complaining on the sites uh, about, about why this was a poor choice for uh, a mystery signee or something like that. And th- that's how it's, that's how it's always going to be. And, and you know what, at the end of the day, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say this, but I'm not going into my official answer to your question about Christian. To me, it doesn't matter who it is, it's not going to make a difference. It's yeah. not going to, sorry, it won't make a huge difference, a noticeable difference, nothing where, you know, and it's not 20 years ago. So TV numbers don't mean what they do. And there's a lot more competition for your time, for your entertainment dollar than it was 20 years ago. But, you know, to bring in Brock Lesnar might bump up the numbers for one or two shows. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be like, oh, Brock Lesnar's here. All of a sudden, here's the f- the floodgates are going to open. We're going to get a whole new uh, wave of fans, you know, returning fans and new fans. It doesn't matter if it was CM Punk, if it was John Cena, uh, Mark Henry, um, uh, uh, Ibushi, whoever. You might, you know, they could bring in Dwayne Johnson. It's going to get, you know, for the, the first two, well, one or two, two or three shows, uh, you'll get a bump in ratings. And then things are going to taper down. Maybe Just like never... we did last week when The Rock was here. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and you know, bump. we'll get a bump. And then who knows? Like, if, if it sustains, great. But it, not likely. Let's, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's just it. Like, wrestling where it's at right now, you know, we're not, we're not in a growth period. We're not growing. I mean, people can talk about AEW doing all this. But it's not growing a fan. You know, it's not growing the fan base more. Yeah, NXT isn't growing a fan, you know, the fan base that much more. Essentially, they're you know the AEW diehards are the AEW are the AEW diehards. The WWE NXT diehards are those ones. You'll get some, you know, where you get the mix of both. But we're not really creating a lot of new fans and and bringing in this guy, or you know, had it been a girl, had it been someone like Tessa Blanchard or somebody. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, not going to make a difference, and I don't think there's anything anyone's going to say that's going to convince me. Yeah, there's not. One person is not going to make a huge difference, no. and you're absolutely right about that. I agree with you on that. So, so now that you avoid the question, said all that, <laughs> you know, it's not even avoiding the question. It's just no, I know. because you know over the past, and you and I chat quite a bit, and I, and, I, and you know, and you've heard me say a lot of this. And it's just because we see some of the stuff pop up on on sites and and just what people are just posting in general. And it, it's, it's I'm like I'm sorry, like the reality is, 
it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Having said that, let's go. Was Christian a good signing? Is that kind of how we're asking the question? Was it? Was yeah. That, is it a, like a big name, a good signing, or who cares that he signed? I think it's a big name. I think we should care. Uh, you know, to, to one thing that, that Chris Jericho said, you know, when they're trying to get uh, TV deals and and uh, other exposure and other opportunities, um, you know, is, is Christian a John Cena? No. No. But, you know, if you're going into somewhere, if you're going into, uh, you know, some international countries, and if they're so familiar with WWE, they're going to recognize Chris Jericho. They're going to recognize Paul White, the big show. They're going to recognize Christian. So that helps. That that gives it some credibility. Yeah. Uh, Christian is an amazing worker. Uh, I, I like to think that he's going to add a lot behind the scenes, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if he just kind of, you know, because Cody... I don't know. I, I, I think Cody and, and TJ and I have talked about this. Cody's kind of gone away from where he was to kind of more of the AEW indirific style. So I'm hoping Christian can ground some of these guys literally and figuratively, yeah. uh, you know, in, in the experience and, and uh, hopefully he can offer a lot more of those guys this way. And, and he does offer some fresh matchups as, as we kind of, you know, the potential for fresh matchups, yeah. like, like we see tonight. So, you know, I, I, I think it was a good signing. Uh, those who say who, you know, if, you, if you're going to say who cares, again, it it, it doesn't, he's going to make a difference. He's going to make a difference, but on the grand scale of things, yeah. you know, looking up, looking from the outside in, it won't be a, it won't be a big difference. And, you know, and, you know, and I realized my fandom for Christian, how big it actually is for him. When um, I was talking to the guys on Sunday and I realized, you know what? I may be in the minority where this is actually a pretty fucking big deal because I love Christian. Like Christian is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I just think what he brings to the table is really good. I always said that I preferred him over edge, which always gets people riled up. Um, but when he made the jump from WWE to TNA, I thought it was such a big deal. Um, him becoming NWA champion and then TNA champion was such a big deal to me because it was like, yes, Christian, you can do it. You can yeah. be the guy. You can be the top of the card. Now, TJ disagreed with me, and he said that he didn't do much in TNA, that that wasn't like a, a big deal, that they had to give it, get Kurt Angle in and everything. But I feel like Christian was the one that started – that run for TNA to become a, a name in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, people are like, oh, well, Christian's 47. Well, you know what? I watched the match just yesterday, um, and it was from 14 years ago, where Christian was facing off against Kurt Angle and Sting. Sting was 47 years old and was in great shape. Christian right now is in great shape. Sting was had a great match, that match against Kurt Angle and Christian. Yeah. So who's to say that Christian can't do the same right now? At yep. 47, plus all the years off he's had. I get it. There's going to be some rust there. But the guy's in phenomenal shape. I think he's going to have a great run. I even said, don't even give him a title shot like they're giving Edge. You know, they're yeah. throwing Edge into the title picture. I said, put him in the TNT picture. Because right now, Kenny Omega is at the top. Let Kenny shine. But yeah, let yeah. Christian mold these younger guys in the TNT level. And uh, that's just my take on it. I really love Christian. I think this is a huge signing. I think it's great for him. 
Get out of Edge's shadow. Make yeah. that name for yourself. Christian Cage is a great household name. And show the people what you can do. And I think he's going to show us something. Elio, with that being said, I'm going to take the knife out of my back and hand it to you because you were one of the guys that said you prefer Edge over Christian. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't say I prefer. I said, like, Edge, I like Christian. Okay. Uh, the, uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, Christian, I remember his teenage run. Um, I think this is a good signing because – I want to see Christian uh, like do his own thing in AEW and uh, have a good run in this company and do everything, do things on his own. Because from for as long as I've been watching, I've seen um, it's always been Edge this and Edge that, and Christian's always been like two steps behind Edge in the shadows. So now I think this is uh, his time to uh, show everyone what he can do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know what? Anybody else? Screw you. Um, but we got some comments. <laughs> so what were some of the comments we got, guys? Uh, where are we going? Back here. Okay. Let's, uh, you want to take the first one? Uh, yeah, let's see. We got uh, our good friend, Mr. <laughs> Actually, you know what? And I, I, want, I am happy I'm going to read this one here. Uh, our, our good friend, Mr. Jordan Clark brought up the point and it was kind of a double whammy here but he says uh please tell me brian cage has a brother in this angle here having two guys on the same show with the same last name and then he has a uh, a canadian reference here because he said should have just called them both the rough riders because in the canadian football league uh, at one point there was the saskatchewan rough riders uh, that was all one word and then uh the ottawa team at one point became the Ottawa Rough Riders, but Rough Riders was two words. <laughs> Got you. Very Canadian. Makes was, sense. Yes. Yeah, so it was the Rough Riders and the Rough Riders. Uh, and he said that having having said that, Christian brings a wealth of TV and big match experience that will be welcome to AEW TV, but also in the locker room. The one thing, and I think it got brought up somewhere after too, that uh, Duke missed though, the other half of that is that with their other big mystery signing – was Ethan Page, who I guess is the cousin of Hangman Adam Page? Yeah, the Canadian cowboy. So That's what it is. is it like the – do we have like Cage Page – can we do Cage Page versus Cage Page or is it the Cages versus the Pages or – For minimum wages, I guess. You know, and, and, then, uh, and then when we're done, we turn the page. There you go. <laughs> And if I hadn't already promoted a, another podcast, I would promote one right now about Dirty Duke Durango. But you know what? I already did. So sorry, Duke. Uh, Elio, what's the other comments? Yeah, whatever you, you do, don't check out Duke Durango's uh, podcast because, Duke, you suck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kate Below says, interesting that it's Ethan Page and they already have – and okay. There you um, go. Might be tricky for some announcers. Cough, Taz, cough. <laughs> Yeah, Taz uh, will definitely have a problem with that. There's another one. This one I don't agree. Steve Nagy says, who gives a <laughs> fuck? He is nothing without Edge. He sucks. I disagree. Damn. Damn. Who gives a fuck? He's nothing no, without Edge. No, I, Lunchbox I, Morgan. I strongly disagree with that. Lunchbox Morgan with two X's. I'm beginning to think AEW stands for all elderly wrestling. Wow. Damn. Wah, Damn. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Dom Sue says, 
Honestly, Christian is a good asset, but I expected much more. They announced Big Show via the web. And Big Show announced the wrestler. I expected the news to be bigger than that. Someone like Cesaro or Owens, for example, a good active wrestler with a ton of potential. Now, like I said, Christian is a big asset, but his prime has passed. I wanted more. Not to mention the letdown from Ethan Page's debut. That's true. That's true. I'm not upset at that comment. I, I get it. You want you wanted somebody that's in their prime and somebody fresh. I get it. But that's going to be difficult right now. WWE is to catch me out and they have everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they have everybody locked up on the contract. That's just how it is. Um, well, I have the numbers in. And overall, 74% say it was a big name signing. And 26% says who cares. And 26% can go fuck yourself. Oh, wow. right. this this uh, POV has gotten kind of harsh without TJ here. He's, there's definitely that difference between the American and Canadian uh, <laughs> hosting. You know, we're, we're a little more friendly and not as hostile as you. <laughs> Listen, if it, if it wasn't for Christian, I would probably be a Christian guy right now. But because it's a Christian, I, I'm very defensive with Christian, okay? All right, I- I'm sorry. All right. You're not going to start crying like MGF, are you? I'm sorry. Tell the people where they can write in. Okay, so if you want to write in to us, you can do that on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram at Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. And of course, you can check out this show on iTunes, YouTube, Poppy, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free every Friday as well as you can check out Wrestling POV Podcast every Saturday with myself, Tony Diaz, and Clay Cummings. And we also have Aftermath, which occurs after every major pay-per-view. You can find that after the pay-per-view. And we have WPOV Quarantine, our YouTube-based show, where you can find every Wednesday. We had Kevin Sullivan on the last episode. Make sure you guys check that out. Great uh, show. We've had Tito, uh, uh, Savio Vega. We've had D'Lo Brown. Angel Medina, we've had um, Ron, Ron, Fuller, Ron Fuller, Bushwhacker Luke. Yes. All Bad that Man more, Pondo. Guys. Yes. Make sure you guys check it out. And uh, you know what? I'm going to shout out my boy, Chief Atakula Kula. He, he's a great man. He's brought on some great names for us as well. Um, yep. And he has a lot to say. You guys, make sure you guys check out uh, Recipe OV Quarantine on our YouTube show. And of course, uh, wait, hold on. I got a special guest coming in. Wait. Oh no! Oh man, is that is no way? It is not the Nature Boy Ric Flair right now. Mm. You you gonna do? Wait, Nature Boy, you gonna? All right, Nate. He wants to do the T-shirts. All right, Nate. Go ahead, Nate. Woo! Let me tell you something. Rick Serrano the third. It's too bad you're the third because there's only one Rick Flair and you're looking at him, pal. You want to talk about the symbol of excellence. You want to talk about greatness. You want to talk about four horsemen, one of the greatest factions of all time. Well, let me tell you, there's four. No, no, because if you count James J. Dillon, there's five. So that makes five t-shirts. Woo! Available Pro Wrestling Tees. Dot com. So for all you limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing sons of guns that don't have a life and need to get one, you need to buy one of these t-shirts so you have a fraction of the coolness that the nature boy has in his pinky finger. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash wrestling POV 1995. 
And maybe, just maybe, you'll be as cool as a nature boy. But you know what? I don't think so. Because diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. Ooh! Little little you know horse. What? Been partying a little too much. A little little wheeling, dealing. <laughs> oh, well, he's a little horse. And he's in the horseman. <laughs> See what you did there, Tony. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to take a pause for the cause, and when we come back, we're going to go into AEW Dynamite. Hello, this is the top guy, Griffin McCoy, representing Young, Dumb, and Broke, and you're watching WPOV Global. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into some AEW Dynamite. Hit it. Dynamite! Dynamite! Double time. All right, guys. Here we are. On AEW Dynamite, one, a couple of days after Revolution, and we said it in our private chat, the only way that they can make up for this is if they open the show talking about the failed explosion. And what did they do? They gave us Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson to open up the show. Now, I wasn't upset that the that was the match we got to start the show, but I was upset that they didn't confront the elephant in the room. The bad explosion. Andy, what's your thoughts on that that opportunity missed? Well, you know, you were saying that, and I kept a little bit quiet on that. But I, my thought, I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't disagree with you because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they, you know, they could have done it. It would have been fine. But at the same time, I think it's one of those things where, you know what, uh, let's – maybe people are going to tune in a little late. Let's try and hook in a few more viewers. Let's not do it right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, they did it, you know, they still maybe touched on it quicker than I would have because, uh, you know, just for that, just, you know, and look at how often, I mean, they, they do it sometimes. WWE is very good at doing that. You know, you're going to wait till the top of the next hour. You're going to wait till yeah. whatever, get the people watching the show. It, it's the same thing, like, you know, uh, when they did the, the Shaq match and that started the show, it's like, really? Like, why don't you yeah. try and look at people? I don't know. That's, that's, maybe I'm a little old fashioned that way. Um, yeah, it could have gone either way for me as long as they addressed it, which they did. Um, the match itself, it, it was okay. Uh, I enjoy watching Ray Phoenix. I mean, yeah. you know, like a lot of the high, you know, the super flippy stuff isn't totally my thing, but I do enjoy watching uh, Ray Phoenix. One small point that I liked um, from Matt Jackson towards the end of the match and this I forget what it was but there was something where they had a bit of a double down and as he was selling he started reaching for the corner uh-huh and to me oh, it just, because because being, because being a tag team specialist right I mean you know and I think even Excalibur said he says I think I've only ever called like two or three uh yep. Matt Jackson single matches so I you know those little things to me can make a world of difference and I loved seeing that I don't know you know if you, know, if you, if you by judging I didn't by notice that, but that's that was yeah. that's actually pretty cool if he did do that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He kind of like kind of got up. He's kind of reaching for a little bit, and I was like, "Cool," because the, you know the connection is there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, right guy won. I mean, you know, these guys are preparing to to do some tag team battles and whatnot. Um, in the end, are they probably going to go over? Probably not. So it was good to see Phoenix pick up. Yeah, the win. get the win. Yeah. All right, Elio. Yeah, I was uh, I was fine with this match. Uh, this was uh, this was a good match. Um, 
the one part in the match, though, um, when uh, Matt delivered the, the one uh, Canadian destroyer in the ring, okay, that was fine. Then Phoenix rolled out. Matt yeah. delivered one on the outside. He lays there until the count of nine, and all of a sudden he pops back up, and he gets back in the ring. Yeah, you know, that, that bothered me, but I wasn't so bothered by it because right. it happens so often in so many different matches where it's like the guy is laid out for an eight count, nine count, and he just right. springs back up. No, I'm but saying I, like that, that's, 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 one part that, that's one part that like stood out to me. It's like he just pops right back up. Yeah. Well, the Can- Canadian Destroyer has become a clothesline now, which is ridiculous. The right guy won. Yeah. I, I, I like this match. You know, for me, there was a there was a point where uh, Phoenix was getting his back worked, and uh, he went for like a, a doomsday, not a doomsday, a Death Valley driver, and he couldn't pick him up. He dropped Matt Jackson, but yeah. then shortly after, he does a rolling cutter, and it's just like, wait, your back hurts, bro. What are you doing? You, uh, and then he did some flippy stuff, and it's like, okay, um, I didn't like that. Uh, Pac got hit with a super kick and died. And yep. then Ray Phoenix got hit with a super kick and then it was like bouncing right back up. So well, there's just... like two super kicks, wasn't it? Because he, yeah. he got one. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Did he get one into the ropes and then yeah. came back? He went and... for the kick, missed, and then, yeah, it was one or two. Yeah. But either way, yeah, sorry. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Pac, it's just like Pac's a piece of crap because he can't take a kick. <laughs> So um, I'm looking forward to Nick Jackson versus Pac, and all Nick Jackson has to do is connect one super kick, and you're going to win the match. So, yeah. um, but you're Last right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phoenix winning was the right thing to do. Um, do you guys want to see Pac versus Nick Jackson? Like, like that's what they usually do. Is that something you yeah. want to see? Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Meh. <laughs> Speaking of meh, Elio, Eddie Kingston, and Moxley—they give the explanation uh, about the dice. You got the explanation. So Moxley got thought? his Moxley got his drinking buddy back. Yeah. What is your thoughts on the the reunion of uh, Kingston and Moxley? For me, um, it 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 was just okay. I was like, okay, whatever. Like we got at least we got the explanation, but um. Yeah, it was just there. Yeah. For me, for me, uh, I think they joked about it a little too much. Yeah. Yes. But uh, Kingston, he tried to sell it. Oh, it reminded me of when I went to Rikers or Sing Sing. And I was just like, all <laughs> right, bro. Like, that, that's why you fainted. That's yeah. why, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But everything else from that, I was actually impressed with. It was entertaining. So I just was like, all right, you know what? They did a good thing. But then they, overdid it later yeah. on in the show. Um, Andy, just on this topic right here, on this small yeah. segment, what are your thoughts? Uh, entertaining segment. It, w- it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, the, the, the drinking buddies. I, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> why, what, maybe why don't they have Adam Page join them? Because he likes to drink whiskey. <laughs> right. like, well, he's busy or, partying with the, with the Dark Order. He's busy buying ice cream for his new family. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it was okay. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's the, at this point, you know, you're, you're, everybody wants to see how it's almost like the signing, you know, yeah. what, no matter what they're going to say, no matter how, whether they, whether they said anything or whether they just completely ignored it and went on. Bleh. 
Yeah. You know, it, it, it was almost like a no wins, win, no win scenario. Uh, it's the proverbial trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. And yeah. they, they went a little, uh, yeah, a little overboard later on. Uh, I, I wonder now though, watching this be, just because of what, you know, we all, you know, and actually, and let me say this because for any of the, the big fanboys that are watching, it's like, Oh no, this was planned in advance. Even, you know, there's, there's several reports that even Kenny Omega was pissed off yeah. at how yeah. things went. So, yeah, don't try and spin it. Just Though I want to say this. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there's an AEW fan page that we often check out. I have to say, I was actually really impressed by them. They were like, you know what? This pay-per-view sucked. That moment sucked. And they stuck to it. You know, I was yeah. really proud of them for that. They were like, because normally they're just AEW is the best everything, but they were able yeah. to say, this sucked. Now, a couple of days later, they just started saying, all right, let's get over it. But yeah. you gave me two days and I'm impressed by that. So congratulations, <laughs> AEW fanboys. You get a thumbs up. There um, you go. The next segment we had was Cody Rhodes defeating Seth Gargas. And I can tell you right now, before I even saw Seth, I was like, Cody Rhodes defeats blank. Because, of course, Cody's <laughs> going to win this match. And he won it in a minute and 30 seconds with a bum shoulder. Um, I didn't like this. Uh, did anybody like this match? Well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know who this guy was. He was zero and two in his AEW yeah. dark experience. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, well, well, like I said, I, I, I never, if he was on dark, I, have, I didn't notice him. Uh, no, he was trained by Gangrel. And, uh, you know, just a little side note. Uh, there was more pyro there than there was for the exploding ring. Yeah, no, there I, you go. I didn't like this match, but I'll tell you this: it wasn't about the match because they were nope. actually setting you up. Yes. For Penta El Cedo, what is it? Miedo. <laughs> Miedo. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish, but uh, Penta they got him to do a, a, a translated interview promo. And then he came out in English and was just like, I'm going to mess up your shoulder so bad that you can't carry your kid. And whoa. I, 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 I liked uh, the ending with uh, Penta. I did yeah. This the, part the I did like. Yeah. Yeah, this was a great pull apart. I thought it was, a, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't have kids and maybe that's what it is because yeah. I was just like, okay, I can't carry my kid. Good one, yeah. Penta. Like that's for me. Yeah. But you're Andy. You're a father. If someone yep. says you won't be able to carry your kids, what's your response? Yep. No, I, I, you know, I told you I enjoyed this. Uh, the fact that we didn't even know that Penta was out there. Uh, I will give a shout out the Spanish commentary team there. The one gentleman that stayed at the box because uh, the one, the what was the guy's name that came with Penta? Do you remember his name? Was that Alex Marvez? Was that Alex? Was that no, 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 no. Alex oh, Marvez is okay. no, Alex Marvez is a white guy that speaks English. Uh, whatever the guy's name, but the guy that was still at the box, his name is Willie Urbina, and I know him. Oh, no, back I know Willie. Yeah, IWA Puerto Rico days. He used to be one of the commentators there. Oh, nice. Uh, and I still kind of keep in touch. It was actually, it was just recently his birthday. Uh, but uh, so it was cool to see him get a couple seconds of, of TV time. But yeah, it, it was cool to see Penta come out. Uh, very interesting how you know Phoenix is the baby, they kind of did that split. So now Phoenix is the babyface, and yep. they're positioning Penta here as a as a heel. And uh, I like it. Like 
I, you know, we've had discussions before about Penta and Phoenix. I can appreciate uh, Phoenix's style and his high flying and his how fluid he is. Uh, but I like I love Penta's look, and he's a little more grounded to me. And this was the first time that you know, aside from the 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 zero miedo stuff that he does, this is the first time I got to hear him talk. Yep, and. You know, I, I speak some Spanish, so even as he was saying stuff, do you want know, to translate this? I, I, I caught everything. I was, was doing the same thing. Yeah, so that was, it was good, the stuff that he was saying to him. And then he's like, you know, like, esperame, esperame. He starts, he breaks into the English. And it was just, it was just sleazy enough. Yeah. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, like, I'm going to mess up your shoulders so you can't hold your daughter. I mean, it's, it's you know, he doesn't even have the daughter yet. It's yeah. his firstborn, you know, and, and threatening somebody that, you know, in, in some of those, like, moments that, you know, like, once-in-a-lifetime moments that you're, you know, you're going to have to struggle to hold your kid, and he's, like, threatening to take that away. Like, that is, to me, is, and again, I'm a father, so maybe I relate differently, but... I buy into that more than probably 70, 80% of the stuff they're trying to pass off is, is angry. Yeah. This, this to me is more, this is, this is personal. Yeah. I'm going into your, I'm going to, I'm going to you know, mess up your shoulder. So you can't, you, you when you're, when your daughter's born, you can't hold her. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. No, I get you. All right. No, no. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't saying come on towards you. I just meant just, no, I general. know, I know, yeah. I know, but you, but you did sell me on it. I am actually excited to see Cody versus Pensa. Don't get me yes, wrong. Yes. You know, that, that right there is gold, Jerry. It's gold. And, and hopefully, and hopefully with the timeline, this is something where Penta will get a good push and, and he'll knock Cody out for a while. Exactly. Do you know what? This is why they call you Andy Elite Wrestling because you're writing it, boy. You're writing it. Oh, if I was writing it, it'd be a little different. Let me tell you. <laughs> it'd be both arms. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. Oh, speaking of duds. Next up, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Oh, this is bad. Uh, they have a challenge, and uh, Chuck Taylor says, "Well." If you guys beat me, I'll be your butler forever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. And <laughs> what happens if they win? Is there is there anything for them? There was no stip, right? It was just, no. if, I'll be your butler forever. But, no, no. But if, this, if they win, they're going to have video games around ring, so they're going to oh, put me on the no, that's head the, through. That's the match, isn't that's that the, the match? match? That's the match. Oh, There's going to be video games yeah, around no, that, the ring. That, that's all they said. There's no stipulation <laughs> for them. Yeah, so there's going to be an arcade challenge match where the arcade games are going to be around the ring. I don't want to see this. <laughs> the explosions are going to be bigger than... <laughs> uh, no, wait. Wait. No. No, uh, never mind. Never mind. Nah, never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, actually, we're not going to be able to plug them in. Um, we don't have the no. extension cords. Someone yeah. forgot them. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Can this just die? Can this die? Game over. Exploding arcade games surrounding the ring. I actually wrote that in my notes. I'm like, I don't want to see this match. And uh, I'm done. I'm over it, man. And listen, don't get me started on Orange Cassidy, man. Uh, um, Dude, you didn't even put any quarters in the machine. So stupid. It's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, P- and, and Wrestling Observer said that he had the best character of the year, and Bray Wyatt had the worst character of the year. No, no. <laughs> so they had that wrong backwards. Yeah. Um, 
then we have the Sting interview. Now, this was just Andy. This <laughs> what Sting interview? exactly okay now for whatever the past three or four months if anybody you know is and i kind of touched on this earlier if anybody's going to complain about part-timers or you're going to complain about you know like brock lesnar anything like this you have got to look in the aew mirror and take a look at sting who you know i don't know is is he get you know, how is he getting paid by the word or is he, like, how does this work that he can, we're going to have some great words from Sting. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a tough fight and Darby's a crazy guy and he did some crazy stuff. And then out comes Lance Archer, who's upset that, you know, they're not getting their TV time. They're cool. He walks away and then Sting's like, thank oh. you, Daily Center. Good night. <laughs> I was like, wait, what like so okay so tell me this if lance archer didn't come out that was that was that, it that was the it. promo yeah it was a tough fight darby's a crazy guy uh he gets my seal of approval have a good night yeah just horrible this was <laughs> confusing oh uh, yo lance archer versus sting is that something you want to see <laughs> that's no. not gonna happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> Could you imagine, like, Lance Archer, it was, is it called the Blackout, his finisher? Yeah, uh, yeah, the Blackout, yeah. Could you imagine him doing that to Sting? <laughs> like, Sting? No. <laughs> Better not be a street fight. It's just, oh, man. At this point, it, it should be Jake the Snake versus Snake. <laughs> well, I, maybe they can do a spin the wheel, make the deal match. Yeah, Cobalt's yeah. glove match part two. Yes. There you go. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so that was that. Uh, moving on. Now, this is where things got really messy for us Americans, man. Uh, uh, Lee Johnson and QT Marshall are backstage, and the audio just started messing up. And I'm just like, what's going on? I can't hear them. And, and I'm hearing music in the background. And sometimes I have all the windows open, so I'm checking on my computer what's going on. And no, my computer, everything is fine. But then I keep hearing defense, defense. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And then music is playing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, this is TNT. TNT shows NBA games. They had an NBA game being played in the background all throughout this Lee Johnson match, all throughout Adam Page segment. It was just, it was just so weird. But yes, so Ethan Page makes his debut on Dynamite to fight against Lee Johnson. I was so distracted. What did you guys – I can't even say what I thought about this match. I, I think it okay. was okay. <laughs> so, El, that was, so, Elio, did you watch this on the computer too? No, no, I watched it on my iPad because I read the Bell app on my on here. Okay. So, did you have did you have the problems with uh, – did you hear the basketball stuff? I didn't notice anything. I was uh, – Yeah, was... see, and here in Canada, I was watching on TSN. And like you're telling me about this, and I'm like, I, I, I'm, I don't hear anything like yeah, this. Yeah, I was and, about and, to ask you if you were hearing anything. Yeah, no, and like I mean, and Rick even sent like a video, and like you could hear it. And I'm like, no, like this isn't happening. It's like, maybe, like, like you know, sometimes I kind of, you know, I'll admit, sometimes I kind of half-ass pay attention. To, you know, as we'll talk later. At one point, I, I missed part of a match because I was making a sandwich. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe Rick's testing me to make sure I'm paying attention. And I'm like, but like, no, there's on the Canadian feed, there was, there, there was no issue. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't, there was nothing. So I don't know, but um, Ethan Page, 
where do I want to go with this? Ethan Page. Uh, I'm sorry, but like, there's nothing about him that stands out. Like to me, it's, it's he, he's just another guy on an yeah. AEW roster that that's that's honestly rather bland. There's like, no there's personality, no charisma. No, yeah, no personality, no character, no development. It's like you guys have nicknames, but you don't like nobody stands out. Like it just, eh. And uh, but at, at least this, so there was something there with with QT Marshall leaving, and I, you know, because there's been some weird things going on with him. So at least I think they're kind of being consistent with that. So I can appreciate that. That he yeah. kind of walked out on on uh, Lee Johnson thereafter, and then Dustin came in to make the save. But uh, yeah. Eh. Now, let me ask you because again, you you're a wrestler. You know the ins and outs of the ring. Uh, Move set wise, do you think that Ethan Page should be doing like a, a throwing crucifix bomb with his size? Uh. Well, you know what. <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy in the world either. And I mean, I used to use, well, I mean, I used to use like the splash mountain quite often. So it, it's one of those things, you know what it, to have it in the arsenal. Sure. Yeah. To have it as a finish. Yeah. You know, cause the, you know, one of the things, one of the best things, one of the best finishes you can have, or when you have a great finish is you can put it on anybody. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why, what, that's why of one yeah. of the RKO is like one of the greatest finishes. Cause you can put the RKO on anybody. You can stun just about anybody. Yep. Um, so I don't know if, if he's got a, if he's you know got a few different finishes or something like that. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm opposed to it. Okay. You know? And 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 fortunately, uh, you know what? And I'm gonna take a shot at this too because uh, I saw a post about you know they like a lot of these guys like doing these posts with so and so is all elite. Yeah. You know, and it, and someone posted one tonight that was like it was like a little miniature Adam Cole and said Adam Cole is small elite. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I appreciate the creativity there, but let's be honest. I yeah. mean, if you're taking a shot at Adam Cole's size, and again, let's look at the let's look at the AEW mirror. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not even going to waste my time listing off all the you know the guys that are small and whatever. So, yeah, no, he, you know what, he's he's probably perfectly all right doing that with most of the guys. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Um. Speaking of, well, we got Ethan Page. Let's go into Adam Page, who's backstage, uh, who's buying. Wow, Adam Page backstage. Wow. <laughs> you turned the page. Page to page. It's a double-sided wow. page. Wow. Yes, back to back. Um, yeah, he was backstage, and he bought a lawnmower. And he bought a bunch Among of other, other things. stuff. Amongst yeah. other things, you know. Um he said he bought some whiskey and some bottles of whiskey and stuff like yeah. that. He donated some money to the schools. Yeah. Um, we're both, we're, we're both public educators. That's great. Yes, great to hear yeah. he did that. Yeah. Um, that's well, awesome. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. So there's a weight limit on the lawnmower. Yeah. So now this is where I think <laughs> Rick Sorrell the third, the little genie that I am, the little psychic that I am, I, I'm getting things together, you know, cause I did say Adam Page will be the leader of the dark order. Yep. And he's going to make a turn, and he's going to start kicking people out. I said he's going to kick out Silver, you know, and Silver's going to go on his own run. But it looks like there's already starting this thing where Five was left off the lawnmower because of weight limit, and Five was just like, oh, okay. I think that's where we're going to start going, where he's going to start kicking out the weak members of the group, and he's going to make this a powerhouse team. And look, we're after, after what we saw at the end of the show, 
I think they're starting to build like a war kind of thing. Yeah, the, so the, the, the factions and stuff and the yeah. stables, which I totally agree with. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. And you know what? We got some more. Uh, Elio, your thoughts on the Adam Page backstage? <laughs> oh, I was, I was fine. I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, I, I can, I want to see where this goes. I mean, I can see him uh, being the leader of the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh. And I I love the fact that Adam Page was so proud of that lawnmower <laughs> that he drove it from wherever he got it and he brought it all the way to Daly Center. <laughs> you just see him putting 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 down the interstate, you know, driving his uh yeah, his thing. But uh yeah, you know, I, I coined the, the the name there. He's he took the family out. He's uh big papa page. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the boys out for ice cream. <laughs> and listen, man, it's Florida. That's not the weirdest thing people drive down there. Um, There's enough of them driving the little golf carts around. So, <laughs> um, Then all of a sudden, we have Tony Schiavone trying to conduct an interview with Christian Cage. And out comes dun, Kenny dun, Omega, dun. the Good Brothers, and John Callis. Uh, Don Callis. Uh, he interrupts. Uh, they explain the explosion, and this is where we said they over-explained, and they just bleh, they just yeah. leaked all over it, and just bleh, over and over again talking about it. They mocked. They did a sixty-nine in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're taking away your moment. We're taking away this. Yeah. Please take Don Callis away. Oh man, is he in your book? He's definitely in your book, right? He, Don I, you know what? The less attention given to him all around, the better. <laughs> you know what? I think we should put him in the life first section. That way we don't, even, we don't have to hear about him ever again. There you go. Put him in the life first section, Elio. Slowly, the great book opens. All right. Don Kellis, you just made the life first section. There you go. Um, you know, this promo was pretty bad. And then out comes Eddie Kingston and Eddie Kingston was there for a long time. I, again, they dragged this out yeah. and then he finally attacks and then Moxie comes out and then Moxie's attack was just weird. Like he just like did a bull rush and he just threw his arms on top. It was just, yeah. You know what it is with, with Moxley? And he did this as Dean Ambrose, too. It's just, it's too crazy. It's too, like, yeah. It, it's just, his, he's too loose. Yeah. So it's just like, whatever he does, it looks like he's running at them and he's going to hug them all. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's trying to fight. It just yeah, looks like he's. It's wild, wacky, inflatable Don Moxley yeah, guy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't make a lot of sense. But this next moment where Christian Cage comes out. And he goes face to face with Kenny Omega and goes to hit him with the kill switch or the unprettier, as they said on Sunday. Um, and then he picks up the title. Now, oh. I said it. I said it. You know what? Have Christian go for the TNT title, have him in that picture. But oh, whoa. 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 Was I excited when he picked up that <laughs> AEW title? You know what? Forget what I said. Go for the AEW title, Christian. You can do it, buddy. I believe in you. Andy, Christian Cage. Uh, fine by me is, you know, it makes sense to break him right to the, I, I like your I like your idea of, you know, TNT and mold and develop. 
I work with the guys there, but at the same time, yep, take him to the top. And I think that would be, uh, you may have mentioned this before, but, uh, and I know people kind of brought it up with Big Show, but it's even even more with, with Christian. So if he wins, wouldn't that make him like the super, super duper universal Grand Slam champion to win like WWE? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he no, he, he never had the. Did he ever have the WCW? He, no, he had the oh. he had the WCW title. Yeah, the World Heavyweight World, title. Yep. Okay, yeah, okay. He had so the ECW the titles, title. Yeah, yep. he had the TNA title, the NWA yep. title. Yep. And then the A. So maybe you know what, Andy? You just gave me goosebumps. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. What you know? One thing I'm trying to think now. If I shared that, I think I had this thought earlier when we were talking about Mox and uh, Eddie Kingston. And I, for the life of me, I'm trying to remember if I actually brought it up or if things kind of went. And I didn't think I'd mention it. So I'm going to share this thought with you. And, and okay. if I if if I'd already said it, then please just be like, yeah, yeah, no, you got it. I wonder because of the whole malfunction at the junction with the fireworks, because you know we were all expecting this big mega explosion thing. Eddie Kingston was putting his you know sacrificing uh, his life. We, I think the general consensus was that this match was a way to write John Moxley off of TV. Yeah. You know, so that he, you know, with, with the incoming child. So because things didn't go that way, was this still going to happen with Mox and Kingston teaming up like the following AEW Dynamite? Or did they have to do this because of what happened? I think... I think you're right. I think they had to do this because of what happened. I think it yeah. fell apart. Yeah, because I think I think he was supposed to get blown up. That's yeah. what it was, right? That would have been the send off, yeah. And yeah. whatever. And it's like, well, no, we can't really have you disappear. And you know, they also had the promo of him after after the show or whatever in the ring saying, Yeah, he's a crappy, you know, a explosive maker. So it's kinda like, Well, you know, hey John, can you hang around a little bit longer since we didn't blow you up? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, Rio, Sheeta, Thunder Rosa defeating Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and uh, Maki Ito. Now, let me tell you something. This chick, Maki Ito, I love her. I don't know what she's saying or what she's doing half <laughs> the time, but the fact that she was out there singing while the rest of her team's getting their ass kicked was hilarious. The, the, I don't know. the energy is over the top. I like it. Yeah. This is when I was making a sandwich. Yes. And then Andy, at this point, she gets Sheeta with the microphone, but she's like this, like tapping her yeah. in the head. And it was just like, you're not doing anything, girl. It hit her <laughs> harder. And it was it's like, like, what's the, the other girl doing those chop slappy yes, thing in the corner? Yes. Oh, That's how brutal. bad it was. Yeah. Um, but this was terrible. This was a clusterfuck. I put that down in my notes. Uh, Britt Baker was legal, gets thrown out. The referee is telling Ito, listen, you're not legal. You need to get out the ring. And they just went to the finish. Then the Rosa finished her off and won the match. This was, I don't want to see any more of these women in the ring together. And we're gonna get more yeah. of it. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts on this this match here? Well, I'll go first because mine will be short and sweet, and Elio's is probably gonna be uh, better than what I had here. Uh, yeah, just the timing of it. I literally was making a sandwich, and it was no disrespect because I started doing it during the commercial break, and it was just <laughs> the way that it was going. And, and I it was a big I, sandwich. I well, I made a few sandwiches. You know, I'm mm. not the smallest guy in the world, and uh, <laughs> I. 
I thought I heard the singing. I wasn't sure what was going on because it's you know the distance between my kitchen and my t in my where my TV is, and yeah, just when I came back, it just seemed kind of like a mess to me. And uh, seeing the does the crappy chops. chops, I you know what? It, some people, I mean, there's a lot of I'm kind of hit and miss with AEW and like kind of like what I'm into, what I'm not. Uh, for some of this, the Japanese women stuff for what they're showing, what they're presenting. It's, it's just not my thing and it, it just doesn't do anything for me. So I, you know, it, to have Sheeta in there, cool. Uh, the other two, eh, you know, I'd, I'd still rather see, you know, Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa and Red Velvet and Britt Baker and Serena Deeb than, than those other ones. So, man. Got you. Elio? Yeah, this uh, match, um, this match fell flat for me. I, I don't want to see these women in the ring. Uh, Britt Baker is good, um, but uh, the, the the smash uh, just didn't do it for me. Though Matt, I thought, like I said at the beginning, Maki Ito with all mm-hmm. that energy. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. Like what you were saying with the mic. Uh, yeah. when she was sitting. She did with the mic. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hit her! <laughs> she was just tapping her with the mic. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, you know those mics hurt. You know AEW has a thing with mics. <laughs> I had to, Andy. I had to. Um, Matt Hardy's backstage in Ooh. with Private Party. Now I know Andy loved this, as now there's a new faction where Big Money Matt and Private Party add the Butcher, the Blade. And Bunny, so no more Kingston family. They're now with Matt Hardy in private party. Uh, Hardy party, Cajun Hardy Page. party, Cajun Page. You know, uh, rhyming is all elite. There you go. Uh, Elio, I'll go to you first, and then we'll go to Andy. Elio, what are your thoughts on this new faction? Actually, I was I was so surprised uh, because when he said uh, he sent a new uh, team, I'm like, okay, who are they sent? I was curious, and then I see Butcher Blade and Bunny walking, and I was surprised to see them because, uh, like like uh, you said, a more Kingston family because they were all with Eddie Kingston. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, this would have been a good spot for Bear Country. Don't you think, like, the Bear team. Country yeah. or H2, who they he's been working with? Right, yeah. well, wasn't, hasn't Jack Evans been uh, working with Matt Hardy? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, I, based on what I've seen, he's what I would call an independent contractor. <laughs> I guess so. He just uh, shows he, up, I'll give you $4,200 for this. I'll give you $2,700 <laughs> for this. Oh, Lord. Andy, your thoughts on the new faction? Um, I... You guys know I like Butcher and the Blade as a tag yes. team. Yep. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, if they weren't going to be part of the the family, I would have liked to have seen them go out on their own. Uh, but having said that, the fact they're with Matt, I, I know. I just want to see them used well and and do some good stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that this will work out for them. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Darby Allen defends his TNT title against Scorpio Sky. Now, everybody knows how I feel about Scorpio Sky. And in case you don't know, I think he's El Generico. And no, not Sami Zayn. I think he's generic, like generic player one. I don't see any character or charisma in him. He, he's just very boring. He's a solid worker, but it's just 
there's just so much more than just being a worker, man. You gotta, you gotta be more than that. And especially if you're on TV, uh, for me, this match was okay. You know, it picked up towards the end. I, I really appreciated it. Darby Allen's win is just weird though, because you just had your, your finisher reversed into a power bomb and then you're about to get finished and you, you roll up and you get the win. It was that's just weird to me. Um, before we get to the, the ending of this match, uh, what was your thoughts, Andy, on this match in, in total? Uh, the one thing I would have liked was now, you know, Sky won the, the face of the revolution match. Um, other than that, there's no real history. I wouldn't have minded seeing even like a one or two week build up for this match. Just in yeah. terms, you know, maybe a little more trash talk, a little more, just a little more something because they're really, other than winning the match, it's like, okay, cool. And I guess it was sort of a baby face, baby face match. So yeah, to me, there could have been a bit more edge. There could have been a little bit more something to it. Yeah. Um, that's as far as kind of the planning and the booking on that goes. Having said that, I, I didn't mind the match. I, I thought it was a good solid back and forth match. Uh, you know, especially early on, a lot of wrestling and the reversals and the counters, which makes sense. Again, two baby faces and there's, there's no real animosity or anything. It's just a, a champion and a challenger. So I, I understood and I, I saw the story there. Um, you know, it seems like with Darby, that's the thing, right? Is is they're making him to be the guy that's going to get his butt kicked, and in the end, he's going to sneak out the wins. Yeah. And, which, I, I don't know. I don't. For everything that he does, like, if you remember, like Mikey Whipwreck from the ECW days. Yes. Uh, especially like in, in his early kind of run there. You know, he didn't want to fight guys. I don't want to say he was like a puss, but I mean, you know, he was like a definitely an underdog. He was scared. He didn't, you know, he didn't want to be getting in the ring. He didn't want to be fighting these guys. And somehow he'd still kind of slip up and get the win. Darby, you know, he likes to get dragged around in cars. He goes on a skateboard. <laughs> he does. So to me like that, that same kind of sympathy and underdog thing with him, I don't really feel it. I don't feel the stories being told properly. No response. I think maybe that they want. So it's like, okay, cool. He's sneaking out these wins. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But but it it wasn't a bad match. I for me, it wasn't uh-huh. a bad match. Now, psych psych. Ooh, psychology wise. Yeah, psychology wise in the ring. Uh, don't you think Darby should have sold a little bit more about the street fight? Like the street fight was a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> He oh, just yeah. jumped off a second floor. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> the, 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 I, commentators I, I, even, the commentators even brought that up. Like he, yeah. like, he jumped off, he did that cough drop off of that, whatever that balcony. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that balcony. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree with that. And I didn't make a note of that. It was something I know I thought of during the, thing, during, the, during the show. And it was the same thing with Cody. Like Cody comes out, his shoulders bummed up, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's got the, uh, the kinesiology tape or whatever on it. It's like, Meh. <laughs> you know, you're, whereas, whereas you know, in the middle of the match, you were you know, you're getting carted out, and you're yeah. coming back, and now you're that's like nothing, and and yeah, that you know what, and, and that just that just goes to the AEW video game style of wrestling, where you know big stuff can happen like that, and guys just don't the, the selling yeah. just not there, and that's and that's to me that's one of the the issues with it, but it is what it is. Elio, your thoughts on the match? Yeah, for me, this was a, a good match, a good back-and-forth match. Uh, I liked uh, 
like Scorpio Sky, but like you said, um, there's really no character sign that is generic. But I think um, with uh, what happened afterwards, I think uh, they can he can build up something, some kind of character. Right. Let's go into the Elio. He snapped at the end. He snapped. Oh, yeah. my God, he snapped. I want to. So, I want to see a heel Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Okay. Too. You want to see that? For me, the snapping again. I've seen it a million times where, like, the guy goes from good guy to heel, but the way he snapped, it, it kind of reminded me of like a, a, a I want, I don't want to say like a Ken Shamrock, but it kind of was just like, because like when Ken Shamrock snapped, you were just like, whoa, this guy snapped. But when when he snapped, it was just like, you're acting like you're snapped. <laughs> like, I, there's just yeah. something about Scorpio Sky where I just. Can't believe that he's snapping. That's, that's, yeah, and that's to me, and it's funny because as you say that, I'm like the person that I was going to compare it to. I don't know because I think it was still believable what he did, but because he did it and he did this to me was like Bob Backlund when Bob Backlund, yeah, yeah. when he did that, after he that, did the chicken wing and he was like, yes, yeah, with yeah, Bret Hart or whatever, hands. like yeah. uh, that. <laughs> that's what I was. But, see, but to me, it was like it was, it was kind of corny but believable. Yeah. All right, so. I, I, listen, I'll give him a chance. I'll give Scorpio Sky a chance. I'm sorry that I make fun of you and I say you're generic, but prove me wrong, <laughs> Scorpio Sky. Prove me wrong. Um, now, next week, they're going to have St. Patrick Slam, and I'm actually excited for this card. This is the card I want to see. Uh, Jane Cargill is in action, guys. She's in action. Oh, okay. It, it, <laughs> And, and I, I preface this anytime I do this because I hate fantasy booking. It frustrates me that they made such a big deal about Jade and Shaq's match. Yeah. And then you get to Revolution and she's sitting front row and you get to this show and she's not even on the show. Like, you know, there's a, there's, I get the psychology of trying. It's like, okay, well, maybe less is more. But yeah. that's, to me, that's something like, like Brock Lesnar, who's so established, so dominant, yep. less is more. Jade Cargill, who you're building up, and there are so many, like, and myself included, like the doubters, like I, like I said, like she still has to prove me. That was one good match. She still has to uh, prove me wrong for everything that she's done with the promos and the vignettes and all that other stuff, because that was all subpar. But why are you not fresh off of your, you know, oh, well, the match of Shaq is going to bring so many eyes to, to AEW. Well, yeah, you know, Shaq's partner, we're not going to show her for a little while now. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. No, but I, I, I think if you're not on Dynamite, you should be on Dark, improving, improving your skills in, in the, in yeah, the ring. Well, it just, I like, you know, the whole thing with the, the Shaq match was, oh, it was, you know, to, to draw in eyes and we're going to, you know, it's because people say, oh, because we're going to make Jade a star. Well, she should have been fresh off. Like, you know, even if you didn't have her in a match in Revolution, she should have been cutting a promo. Yep. She, she should have been in that schmaz with Sheeta and all of them. Yeah. At the end. She should have been involved in some way. Um, and also on St. Patrick's Slam next week, we got Cody versus Penta. So they're already going head-to-head. Just like that. Uh, we got Kingston and Moxley versus the Good Brothers. And the main event. We got Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in an unsanctioned match. Now, is this the first time that the women are main eventing uh, Dynamite? I think that maybe I they think have so. a title match. I think. But, uh, I'm not sure. No, I think this is the first time. 
All right. Well, this is a big yeah. step. This is a big opportunity for Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, who's been growing on me. Britt Baker has Good. been growing on yep. me. Yep. She's doing the right thing. All yep. right, guys. And we're going to finish up with the War Council. Uh, we have the, the inner circles in the ring. Oh. Uh, Sam Guevara comes out and says, Chris, Chris, I got to show you something, Chris. And he shows him a videotape of the inner circle turning with MJF saying they're going to turn on Jericho. And as Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager walk towards Jericho and Sammy Guevara, they turn around and it's a double swerve and they turn and they look at MJF and they're going to take, take out MJF. But MJF says, when you guys were building inner circle, I was building my own and the lights go out. Now, was there any thoughts on who you could have thought. I I had no clue. I, I thought it was gonna be like nope. I thought it was gonna be like a major signing. I thought it was gonna be huge. Don't get me wrong, it, it was huge. I really popped for it. Yes. It was FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. And Tony Blanchard. And Tony Blanchard. And it was pretty cool to see them. Like this is the horseman we're talking about, the new horseman, right? And MJF belongs there. He has the mouth for it. Um and it wasn't okay, yes. like, beat down. It was okay. <laughs> um, they smashed a bottle over Ortiz's head. Uh, everybody else was getting beat up. You know, Jim Cornette said on his podcast, uh, enough with the handcuffs, and AEW said, here's four pairs. <laughs> 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 they said, here's four pairs of handcuffs. They went in and did their thing. Uh Jericho got hit with the diamond ring and Jericho cut the wrong side of his head. He he got hit on the left side. He cut the right side. But if you go back and the punch, I mean, you know, and and guys throw punches different. I understand that. Yeah. But the punch, if you watch it, it came, yeah. And it came around like almost like, it almost like he should have cut himself in the back of the head. Yeah. Because it came around, like there was no pop to the forehead. It, it, was, yeah. it came around and it was just like, Oh, and, and I even said it as soon as that happened yeah. before I said, please don't color, please don't color, please no color. Yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah. And color for those people that don't know it's bleeding, you know, blood being on, yeah. on the screen. Uh, Elio, what's your thought on this battle at the end? Okay, um, the, the, this war council, it was okay. I like I like the new faction Wardlow, FTR, until the Blanchard MJF. But yeah, with at the at the end with the beatdown and the handcuffs, yeah. that one, that 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 part just uh, took me out. But uh, the rest of it, I was fine with. What about that shot with uh, Sean Spears did to Sammy Guevara? Putting his head through that chair—that was and good. Yeah. That like was that. good, yeah. but I was—I was like, "Yo, Sammy, you still got your teeth." Like, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know what? Serve Sammy right after all the chair shots he's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> karma. <laughs> Andy, what's your thoughts on this last battle at the end? Uh, finally, they pulled the trigger on this. If you go back to our episode of uh, WPOV Quarantine that featured D'Lo Brown, uh, if you don't, I mean. Like, Everybody should know who D'Lo Brown is. Uh, he works with Impact. We kind of had a discussion uh, a little bit about with the inner circle and Sammy and Y2J and this and that. And, and he kind of said, you know, give it a chance. Let them tell the story and see what happens. And uh, you know what? I, it's, this this didn't turn out too bad. I am I'm okay with this. Yeah. So, you know, where I was like, they're drag- I mean, I think that they did drag it out 
I, I'm still going to say that. Um, but at least with this, it wasn't just a simple thing that we thought that, oh, Jericho's going to get bumped out. Maybe Sammy will join him, and then it'll be, you know, uh, Santana and Ortiz and Wardlow against uh, and MJF against those two. Uh, the the kind of double swerve was good. Uh, it It's one of those things in hindsight. It's like, man, like, you know, we've talked about kind of like, oh, they're going to reform the Horsemen. Who's going to be the fourth one? Uh, early on, we talked about Adam Page being kind of like a, that would have been a yep. good spot for him. Mm-hmm. So, so to see MJF do it, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see those guys come out. Yeah, the, the beatdown was lackluster. I didn't feel like the intensity was there. It seemed a little awkward at times. Yeah. Um, but uh, a step in the right direction. And, and you touched on, uh, you know, like, okay, well, here's another faction. And now with the inner circle and then with uh, Matt Hardy's group. And, and uh, I like Order. it. I, yeah, Dark Order. I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, like, even with um, during the Attitude Era, when you had DX, you had the nation, uh, you had Los Pariquas, you had DOA, you had the corporation. And I like it because to me, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, that, that for lack of a better word, like I think that gang style warfare. Yeah. Yep. Adds, there's so many stories, so many layers that, that you can go. I, I think like booking wise, this has tremendous potential and I, and I hope that uh, they don't disappoint with it. So do we see the, the what was that match with the stacked cages? <laughs> the, the, the back oh. in WCW days. Oh, oh was it was that the uh, Thunderdome or the Tower of Doom cage match or something? something. Like I think anything like that, or if they can, I mean, I, they can't use the name War Games, but to try and yeah. do like some double cage thing or something. Yeah. Bring it, bring it, please, bring it, right? please, please. Yes. Have, I, I, I thought they were this. supposed to do that at MLW at one point. I, I they never did that. They yeah. wouldn't do one with Vance Warner. And that, that never happened. Yeah, Vance Warner is never crazy. happened, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but overall, I think this actually turned the show around for me. Uh, for me, uh, I'll go straight into our, uh, our thoughts on the ending of the show, how the show was overall. For me, I was going to like a C minus. That's how bad it was for me. And then this last spot put it up a whole grade for me. I gave it a B minus. Overall for the show, um, I'm really looking forward to what they do with the War Council. I'm looking forward to what they do with Christian. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the Dark Order and yep. what's going to happen with Scorpio Sky. So uh, they, they're leaving a lot open for you guys, for you to be excited about. So, yeah. And I'll be very excited for next week. Uh, Elio, what are oh, you, yeah. your overall grade? Yeah, I'm going to go with the B- as well. Um yeah, the the ending uh, changed things because I wasn't feeling a lot of stuff during the show, but uh, there were some good, some bad. But uh, the ending, I liked. The ending saved it, so I'm gonna go with B minus. All right, Andy. Uh, you know, great minds think alike. I was kind of thinking, yeah, well, you know, the past couple episodes I kind of been doing like the C plus or so. I'm like, well, maybe a B minus, and uh, yeah, and the more we talked about it, and it's it's almost like. Uh, you know, right after the, you know, the first show following the pay-per-view, they've, uh, instead of things kind of being stagnating for the most part, there's, they've opened up a lot of things. There's so, you know, several new developments and, uh, some good potential. I'm curious to see where, where things go. So I'm going to go B minus as well. That is awesome. All three of us say B minus. And you know what I have to say? I feel like what happened here was after that pay-per-view, they closed the chapter, they closed the book and they say, guys, 
We got to yes. rewrite stuff and we got to build again. And they went and this week and they started building stories little by little. And now we have something to build towards for their next pay-per-view, which is in May, I believe. So they Yeah, double or nothing. Yep. So that they have something to build towards. So I'm actually excited for AEW. I think um, it was, like I said, it was a pretty good show. Um, yep. With that being said, guys, I had a great time with you guys. Um, TJ Logan will be back next week, uh, hopefully. I think because you're so excited about next week's show, I think maybe you should join us as well. Three have weeks like, in a, a row? Have like our own like kind of like four horsemen of the uh, WPOV, you know. Well, you know what? Maybe I will join you guys you depending go. on my schedule. Well, well, you know right, what? Because right. I, well, I, I am so busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've seen how busy you are and what you do in your time. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to talk about that on air, guys. All right. With that being said, I am your host, Rick Serrano the Third, along with Andy Anderson and Elio Canella. Elio, tell the good people good night. All right, fans. We will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,